that's that's one that's one to really write down and to understand and to let that sink deep into your spirit, man. That God allowed this person to encounter you. So I get this phone call, and again, I try to deal with things at appropriate times. Um, and I'd already told the person that hey, uh, Wednesday night is a bad time to call me because uh, I'm going on my Bible study call. And guess what? They call me right. So many Wednesdays. Oh, I forgot. Oh, I forgot. Then I'm, again, taking this teachable moment and try to teach, and they, well, no, it seems like you're trying to correct me or you're trying you're trying to chastise me. And I'm like, well, again, I hope it's not because of my tone because my tone is not in a chastisement kind of tone. Uh, and in the words I'm saying, I'm saying, hey, can we all just get along kind of mentality and how would that appear to be chastisement? Now, I already knew what was going on, that the enemy gets in the midst of words, and then he shoots thoughts, and then you take the thought wrong and blame it on the other person, not understanding that in the midst of words coming out of my mouth and words going into your ear, guess what? There's some enemy uh, interference. Thank you, Holy Ghost some enemy interference. So the words that I'm speaking and uh, in the in the manner in which I'm speaking it um, from my heart, not to offend you, not to cause you to be um, uh, chastised in any way. However, in the midst of it going through the air, the prince of the power of the air, now here is confrontation in your sense, not from me, but that's what it appears. Right after that, another person calls, right before the Bible study call. And and they want to conduct business. And guess what? I can't conduct business right now, and I already know this person is an excitable person. And all of that right before Bible study. Why? Because the enemy realizes you're getting ready to go into Bible study, and what I want to do is to have you off track. I want to have you upset. And you've got to understand that that is warfare. And and what's so powerful tonight is what we're going to talk about is a thing called affirmations. It's what you say to yourself is so very important. So today I deliberately deliberately chose to submit myself fully. This is what you got to do. Today I deliberately choose to submit myself fully to God as he has made himself known unto me through the Holy Spirit, through the Holy Scripture. This is the inspired, infallible, authoritative standard for all life and practice. So today, you've got to deliberately submit yourself to the Word of God, to the Spirit of God. Why? Why? You've got to speak this to yourself because what you're doing is reprogramming. You know what it says in Romans chapter 12? In Romans chapter 12, it talks about um, being transformed by the renewing of your mind. So you've got to get to a place where you are constantly renewing. Why? Because if not, sometimes you'll find yourself filtering back into some old ways. So you want to deliberately choose to submit yourself fully to God, not only do you want to submit to God, but you want to submit to the Holy Scripture. So many times we don't hear from God. You hear from God through his word. So you don't hear him in your audible ear. You didn't hear him speaking into the deep places of your spirit in your heart, but you read his word, and you got to submit yourself to these scriptures. In this day, I will not judge God, his work, myself, or others on the basis of what? Feelings, you get, you got you to gotta really note this, don't judge it based on feelings or circumstances. You got to watch it. Sometimes the circumstances, and God gave me that real example right before I got on the call. He'll give you a real example of, of number one, not based on works, his works, myself, 
or others when it pertains to the basis of feelings or circumstances, all right? Here you go. I'm going to run through these affirmations, and I think uh, if I move swiftly, we'll get through all six of them, and it will take us to the end of our time together. you got to recognize by faith. All of them are going to be recognizing them by faith. And, again, I talk a lot about faith when it comes to prayer. I talk a lot about faith when it pertains to you living in a way that's going to please God. You know what it says. The scripture says it's impossible to please him without faith. And let me take this time real quick to apologize. I've been dealing with this voice uh, since Sunday. Uh, I don't know what's going on, but whenever I begin to talk and particularly teach, preach, uh, exhort, encourage, anything that's going to cause me to have to talk when I'm doing my presentations, um, I'm getting a little raspy sound. Um, but praise God, it's not talk, stopping me from talking, so we're going to move on. But I apologize if it's a little nauseating or uh, irritating. Number one, recognize by faith. So everything is going to be recognized by faith, but one thing that you want to recognize that's going to put you in the right mindset is you recognize God's worthiness. Now, that's his worthiness of honor, praise, worship as the creator, the sustainer. Recognize his worthiness. Now, you can put down those other adjectives um, as he is worthy of honor, praise, worship as the creator. He's worthy as our creator. He's our sustainer. He's the end of all things. I confess that God is my creator. Now, that's something that's got to happen. Now, let me tell you something. When you start recognizing God as your creator, that's going to give you that power. Turn to Revelation. Let me turn there, too. I'm going to use this because it's, it's going to be quicker for me. Revelations chapter 4, and look at verse number 11. Everything is based on the word, the power, the power, the might, the strength is in the word of God. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory, honor, and power, for thou hast created what? All things. That's Revelation 4.11. So when we start to pray, when you come into prayer, you recognize God as the God of the universe, the creator of all things. So everything that's in me, everything that's around me, everything that will ever be, I owe God praise, honor, and glory. So that that gives you that power, that gives you that boost in your prayer life. Now, there's some other scriptures that you can note. Revelation 4.11 is the main one that we're going to look at. Revelations 5, Revelations 5, 9 and 10. And then Isaiah 4.43, I'm sorry, Isaiah 43, 1, 7, and 21. Isaiah 43, verses 1, 7, and 21. So first of all, we recognize that God is worthy. He is worthy of all honor, praise, and uh, worship as the creator. He's the creator. He is the sustainer. The reason that we exist, the reason that the days keep turning day by day is because of God. He's the end of all things. So I confess that God is my creator, Revelations 4.11, okay? So that's number one. Number two, and when we look at these, we're looking at our affirmations that you speak these to yourself. When I talk about going to bed at night and watching your uh, TV shows, when you watch those TV shows, guess what? You recognize that, okay, that's your enjoyment, and it, and it has that image. And it's television, tell a vision. It's putting a vision into your mind. However, after you do that, before you go to bed, you've got to have these affirmations. I'm, I'm working on a list of affirmations. I'm going to share them with you real quick. I, I put these affirmations together all the time. I have some that I speak to myself um, when it pertains to my marriage, my family, uh, my business. You got your goals, you need to write them down. You need to speak them to yourself over and over again, what you plan on accomplishing. There's a law of attraction, and what you speak will come to you. 
so you speak it over and over again. Nothing can separate me from the love of God. My affirmations always are based on the word of God. I'm going to run through these. I'm not going to say them over and over again because these are mine. You can make up yours. This says, I am the mouthpiece of God. I am protected by the full armor of God. I am without spot or wrinkle. I am filled with the mind of Christ. I am the holiness and righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am in a harmonious and loving and faith-filled marriage and family. Now, that's one I've shared so many times. This, When it comes to affirmations, one of the things that you've got to speak to yourself that it's about God. You have to recognize that God is worthy as the creator. God is worthy. Honor, praise, and worship as the creator, the sustainer of the ends of the earth. Let's go on to number two. Number two, I recognize by faith that God loved, L-O-V-E-D, loved me. God loved me. Now turn with me real quick. Ephesians chapter 1. And we're going to look at 1 through 7. See if I did this right. Yes, Lord. Thank you, God. All right. Paul, the apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, to, to the saints which are at Ephesus and to the faithful in Christ Jesus, grace be unto you, peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. <clears throat> grace be unto you. It says, blessed be the God and Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, according as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him, what? In love, having predestinated us to the adoption of the children by Christ, by Jesus Christ, to himself, according to the good pleasure of what? I love it, his will. It says, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he has made us acceptable in the beloved, in whom he have redemption through his blood, the Forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. So, again, we are loved when it comes to us. Number two, it says, I recognize by faith that God loved me. He chose me in Jesus Christ before the beginning of time. So, when it comes to him, God Loving me, I was chosen, and not only was I chosen, but I was chosen in Jesus Christ. And I'm just giving you opportunities. You can write it down. Chosen, he loved me and chose me in Jesus Christ before time began. So this is a awesome, awesome Love relationship every day when you pray, you come at God in a in a posture, knowing that God is worthy as the creator, honor, praise, and glory, and worship. Know that he loves you. See, if you start to look at life as if it's you singular fighting against the enemy, you singular fighting against the world and making your own way, let me tell you something. Your prayers are not going to be powerful. Your prayers are not going to be faith-filled. When you look at it from the standpoint, listen, from the foundation of the world, God loved me, had an awesome plan for my life. And in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 1 through 7, gives me the confidence that God's love towards me was done in Christ Jesus before the world began, before time began. That's number two, that I recognize. And this is what I'm saying, affirmations. You speak this to yourself. 
You change your, listen, you change your way of thinking by speaking this to yourself. I'll use it again and again. You take that small glass, only about four inches tall, put dirt in the bottom, pour water in. I meant really a whole pitcher of water, and you'll see it'll get the dirt out. What am I saying? I'm saying you got to get the old way of thinking out of your mind. How do you do it? You read the Word of God. How do you do it? You speak your affirmations of faith. By faith, I recognize that God loved me and chose me in Jesus Christ before time began. Ephesians chapter, and you base it on the Word. Your power, the power is really in the Word of God. The power is in the Word of God. So that's how you start to transform the way that you think. This is the renewing of your mind through the word of God. Watch this. Number three, I recognize by faith that God has proven his love to me by sending his son. He proved his love. And what I say, what is the Bible? The Bible is a love letter from God to us. He's showing how much he loves us through his word and through the awesome sacrifice of his son. He loves me. I recognize by faith that God has proven his love to me by sending his son to do what? Die on the cross in my place. He dies on the cross in my place. By his law, I am supposed to be crucified. By his law, I am supposed to be put to death. And by him sending Jesus to die on the cross for my sin and in place of me, guess what? He proved his love. So, so God ain't got nothing else to prove to us. He's already proven his love to us. And he loved us so much that he gave his only son. So you speak that to yourself over and over again so you're never tripped up by the enemy whether God loves you or not, whether you should have this relationship, whether you should listen to him and be obedient to him. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Well, why should I be obedient? Because God has proven his love to me through his sacrificial uh, death, uh, through Jesus Christ's sacrificial death, death on the cross. Come on, let's look at some scripture. When I thought about tonight's Bible study, I thought about the book of Ephesians in this warfare. So I'm using, I'm, I'm giving you other scripture, but I'm using the ones from the book of Ephesians to highlight. So Ephesians chapter 1, look at verse number 3. Ephesians chapter 1, verse number 3. Blessed be God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places, how? In Christ Jesus, okay? That's number one. Here's another one. Ephesians chapter 2, we're going to look at 5 and 6. It's all based on the word. Your, your affirmations, your strength, your prayer is based on the word. And put as much prayer, put as much word as you can in your prayer. It says, even when we were dead in sin, has quickened us, Together with Christ, by grace ye are saved, and have raised us up together, and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Now, again, I'm reading another book, um, and I and I'm not reading; I'm actually listening to it. I'm 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 uh, uh, listening to an audio book, and I'm putting this in my spirit. When I put certain books, when they come across me, and I'm dealing with God. He gives you what to read to reiterate the word of God. So you've got to be a certain things I don't say. I'll say I'm just listening to an audio book, but this audio book is dealing with the concept of it is dealing with us tapping in to recognize that God is living inside of you. And many times you're not uh, treating your life, you're not dealing with other folks as if God is dealing with you. <laughs> Thank you, God, as if God is not inside of you. If not, you're not dealing with them from the standpoint that God is working his awesome will through you, and you've got to stay in, watch this, you've got to stay in the mindset that God is in me and that I'm effective in this world because God is in me, and I'm having the impact that I am because God is in me. 
And there are certain things I cannot do because God is in me. Here we go. Let's go back to the word. It says, and have raised us up together and made us to sit together in heavenly places. So the effectiveness that you are having is because of the awesome God of the universe that sits high. He Not only does he look low, but he comes low and he deals with us in the standpoint, in this earth realm, as God. So this book is tapping in to knowing that even right now, God is building you up in your spirit, man, that he might work his will in this earth through you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right? Uh, I did two, five, and six. Amen. Very good. Now, I'm going to give you some other scripture because scripture is so powerful in it. For those ones who are writing, uh, amen, for those who are writing, um, you, you want to have them so you can study them. Romans chapter 5, 6 through 11. And Romans chapter 8, somebody's going to love this one, verse 28. He's working everything out for your good. Philippians, that was Romans chapter 8, 28. And then Philippians, there's a lot in Philippians. Chapter 1, verse 6. Chapter 4, verse 6, 7, 13, and 19. Okay? Those are other scriptures that you you can reference when it comes to you recognize that he's proven his love towards us by sending his son to die in our place in whom every provision has already been made for my past, present, and future needs through his representation, through this represent, representative of work that he has been, watch this, that I have been quickened Raised, seated with Jesus Christ in the heavenlies. This anointing that we talk about, let me tell you something. It don't go nowhere. It stays with you. God is working. And it really depends on, that's why it says, you cannot please him without faith. And faith is where you've gotten to the place where you have gotten your affirmations and they have sank sunk down in deep enough in you to the place now where your spirit man overwhelms your flesh. And when the flesh wells up, you recognize this is an attack. And guess what? You go in the spirit to fight against, good God Almighty, to fight against what is coming against you. What has happened in times past, you have lived a life where you're just getting beat up. You're like one of those clown punching, punching dummies from back in the day, boom, you hit it, it falls back, it comes back. Boom, you hit it, it falls back, it comes back. And you're just like a punching dummy for the enemy. You're a punching dummy for your flesh. But now, guess what? You begin to speak to your spirit, man, and build yourself up in your holy faith, and now, guess what? Your spirit is strong, and when the enemy brings up the stupid things, foolish things, the mistakes you made from the past, your sin from the past, guess what? Boom, you can hit them and recognize, listen, I'm sitting in heavenly places as in the anointed one of God, filled with the Holy Spirit of God, and God has proven his love to me by sending his son to die in my place to make provisions for me that I might be strong in the Lord, the past, the present, and the future, guess what? Those needs through him, his disrepresentative this work that he's doing in me, he's quickening me and causing me to be strong in him and being more aware of the fight that I'm in when it pertains to warfare. This is warfare, folks. Do all that you can stand. I'm going back to Ephesians chapter 6. After you've done all that you can stand, stand therefore with your loins girded about with truth. What it says is now fill yourself with the word of God. Come on, I'm, 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 I'm going to jump back there real quick. Wrestle not against flesh and blood, verse number 12, Ephesians chapter 6. Wherefore, take on you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand. Stand therefore, in verse number 14, having your loins girded about with truth, 
having the breastplate of righteousness, having your feet shod with the preparation of the God. This is warfare above all, taking the shield of faith wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts. The enemy is throwing darts all the time, and guess what? You're just on fire. It's fiery darts, and you are on fire. You're letting your mind go. Listen, I'm not going nowhere with the enemy. I'm not listening to not one thing. Why? Because I know better. You cannot keep walking around in ignorance. You cannot keep walking around and asking to be taught when you should be a teacher now. It's not happening. That game is over. That day is done. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Keep it moving. Number four, I recognize by faith that God has accepted me. I recognize by faith. You stop beating yourself up. I recognize by faith that God has accepted me since I have received Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. If you are saved, listen, you got to start acting like you got to start speaking that you're saved. If you recognize that it has not it has not fully taken uh, lodged in you that your sponge is not fully filled with water. You you know you you've seen it before. Place a sponge under the water and let some water run into it. Just a little of the water. You didn't got to take it all. So you got a little word in you, but if you're not filled, that's the whole problem. And and then you spend most of your day. Feeling your mind, feeling your spirit, feeling your time with other things that are not making you spiritually strong. If you're going to survive in this fight, if you're going to do warfare, you got to be filled with the spirit. Now, if you got somebody else, please send them to me. Give them my number, 301-772-7733. Have them to call me. That you got somebody that are they're not filled with the word of God. They're not filled with the spirit of God. And and they're doing great warfare. You please have them call me. I like to see, like to hear from them. Find out how in the world you do that. If you're going to be effective in the spirit, let me tell you something. You've got to speak this to yourself, and you've got to speak it until you're saturated. Not just a little bit of water, but put that sponge under the faucet of the Word of God and allow it to pour into you as a sponge until you overflow. I've picked up a sponge before. It was so filled that when you pick it up, it's dripping water. No, 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 I'm not talking you put a little in it and you feel it and you know that it's pretty heavy, but when you pick it up, nothing is dripping. I'm telling you, you've got to fill yourself with these affirmations until you overflow. So when you go into the Spirit, listen, when you go into the Spirit, good God Almighty, thank you, Lord. When you begin to pray, you know what comes out? Word comes out. Word comes out of you. Word comes out of you because you're filled to the point of overflow. I'm going to make him a seat. What does it say? Uh, um, um, at the end of the, uh, where is it? Is it is it Psalms 23? I think it's Psalms 23. It's coming to me, but it's, it's, it's cloudy. So I'm going to run there real quick, old school. Grab the Bible and just flip. Watch this. Psalms 23, at the very end, it says, And thou shalt prepare a table before him in the presence of his enemies, and, and thou shalt anoint his head with oil, and then what? His cup is going to run over. Come on, he's feeding me. Another scripture says, and he'll open the window of heaven. He's going to pour you out blessings that you won't have what? Room to receive. You got no room to receive. You got cups running over. See, this is the way God says do it. He says fill yourself up. And what you're trying to do is you're trying to do the minimum. I'm, I'm just going to try to read. Listen, if your warfare is at that hot and heavy, you need more. And the, and the enemy has tricked you into believing, okay, well, I read a chapter. I read a whole chapter, and that's enough for me. Well, let me tell you something. If the warfare that you went through for that day determines that you need more, then guess what? You've got to stop not – listen, I need more. This is not – you not – when you looked at the roadmap, the roadmap said and, – and I've done this recently when we went down to Myrtle Beach – and you look at the, uh, the, the, the navigation system, the navigation said that it's 400-plus miles away, close to, I think it was close to 500 miles away, all right? And, 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 uh, and, and then when I look at the gas um, capacity, where how much this gas is in the van, how far it can take us. And if it says 
Yeah, hold on, I might have to write it down so I can keep this straight. Let's just say it was 475 miles, and then the capacity says that the gas can only take me 425 miles. I'm going to need more gas. I got 50 more miles to go, and I don't have enough gas, and that's how we do our day. Sometimes we don't have nowhere near the capacity and the strength and the affirmations and the knowledge and the wisdom to make it through the day, and you're trying to make it on 25, and you've got 475 worth of, of impact, worth of enemy and darkness that's fighting you, and you're trying to make it on 25. Listen, you need more. You, you, you can acknowledge, I need more. And that's why I spend the majority of my, that's why the Bible says pray without ceasing, because I found out that the attack that I'm under is not just for a moment. It's not just devotional time. It's not just I'm taking a, a 12 noon prayer time. It's daily. It's all day, every day. It's sneaking up on me. And guess what? I'm sneaking right back up on it. Why? Because it's between me and God. No, I'm not doing it to impress you. I'm not doing it to to give you uh, words to say that you got to sound like me, you got to say things like me. I'm saying that you got to learn to speak to God in a way that I trust you more than I trust myself. It's saying, number one, that you got to know that God is worthy of all praise, glory, and honor, that he is the creator of the universe. You got to know, number two, that God loves me. He loves me and he chose me in Jesus Christ before the foundations of the world. You've got to know, in number three, that God has proven his love towards me. Thank you, God, that he has sent his son to die in my place. You've got to know these scriptures. Number four, that God has accepted me. You've got to understand, God has accepted me. If you're not coming from the standpoint that God has accepted you and you ain't got nothing, you have nothing to prove. Folks are trying to prove stuff. They live, good God Almighty, he's using me now. Let me tell you something. You're trying to prove something. And, and, and the only person you're proving it to is yourself. Good God Almighty, thank you, God. Folks are living in a way trying to prove stuff to, to themselves and prove stuff to other people that you're worthy. Listen. You've got to recognize that you are accepted by faith that God has accepted me since I have received Jesus Christ. Ephesians chapter 1. Come on, let's go there. Before I run out of time. Hold on. Wow. What is happening? Help me, God. Okay, here we go. Ephesians chapter 1, and we're going to look at very quickly... Verse number six, <clears throat> it says, to, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he has made us, what? Accepted in the beloved. When you look at that in the easy to read, it says, and this brings praise to God because he's, because of his wonderful grace. You did not deserve it. He gave it. God gave that <clears throat> His wonderful grace, God gave that grace to us freely. He gave us that grace in Christ, the one he loves. Okay? So this thing is broken down that we are accepted. Number four, I recognize by faith that God has accepted me since I have received Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. He has forgiven me. And number four, we got a couple of them. Watch this. He has forgiven me. That's Ephesians 1, 7. He has forgiven me. He has adopted me into his family. That's Ephesians 1, 5. 1, 7, he has forgiven me. 1, 5, he's adopted me into his family. He's given me eternal life. On that one, you can use you can use uh, John. No, no, no. Let's, let's use first. Yeah, first John. Use first John five nine through thirteen. First John nine through thirteen, and then the last one. Here, listen to this. The perfect 
righteousness of Christ to me so that I am now justified. I am now justified. So watch this. He's given me, he's forgiven me. He's adopted me into his family. He's given me eternal life. And I am now justified. Romans 5 and 1. I'm now justified. I'm now justified. See, again, people try to prove stuff. Not only are you justified, you are complete. Colossians chapter 2 and 10. He's made me complete. You don't have anything else to prove. You've got to have you got to learn to be mature in God. When he says perfect, that's maturity. So you recognize I slipped and fell. God, please forgive me. When you say it, mean it. When you say it, repent. When you say it, that means turn from it and never I'm never doing it again. I'm never lying. If you lied, I'm never lying again. If I use profane lie, I'm never using it again. We've got to learn to make this commitment and do it in a mature way and do it sincerely of heart. Keep it moving, brother. You got two more to go. Time is ticking. Thank you, God. Mm -mm -mm -mm. What does this say? And offered himself to me as my daily sufficiency through prayer and the decisions of faith. And offers himself. I'm leaving that one. I'm going to leave that one. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. Number five. Number five, I recognize by faith. I'm speaking affirmation after affirmation. I've, in my own personal life, I've added I am, and I look at everything from the standpoint I am. I am means to me that God that's in me, that God that's in me, I speak to it. I speak that it may overwhelm me. I speak to it that my cup may overflow with the Spirit of God, with the Word of God, that I may overflow, that I may recognize and that I might be mature in Him, that when thoughts come, I handle them. I process them. My mom, uh, back in the day, my mom used to pick string beans. We would go, we would go, <laughs> I'll never forget this, now this is old school. We would go. And and she would literally, if I remember correctly, when we would go, she would not buy a bunch of the stalks for the collard greens. And when we would, and when she would get the, um, when she would buy the collard greens, she would break it off because the collard green stalk, being heavy, would weigh down the bag. And she wanted the leaf. I want the good. Listen, follow me. I want the good part. I want the part that we're going to eat. Nobody wants to eat a big bag of stalks. That's one thing with the broccoli. Same thing with the broccoli. You get a bag of broccoli, and it's got a bunch of stalks in it. I don't want all that stalks. And it may just be that that, that part is healthy. I don't know. But I don't want a bunch of stalks in my I like that head, that bushy part. With the collard green, I want the leaf. I don't want a bunch of big stalks. Now, the store was very smart. They leave the big stalk, the part that nobody wants, they leave it on there. Why? Because it's going to weigh down. Come on now. I hope you go with me. It's going to weigh down the scale, and you're going to have more stalk than you got leaf. You got more world than you got word. You got too much world. It's weighing you down. And you're doing more with world than you're doing with word. So this thing, when we study, listen, that's why sometimes I'm, I'm, I'm prodding folks to get the word out. Tell somebody about the Bible study. Why? Because I realize even with the mature Christians, listen, the enemy comes in on Wednesday and distracts you, got you doing something else. You've got to commit yourself that I need the word. It's not something, I'm not doing it to punch my car. I'm not doing it to pastor or know that I'm on it. I can't see who's on it anyway. I just see uh, uh, Maryland or West Virginia or Pennsylvania or Florida. That's all I see, but I can't see any phone numbers. I can't see any names. I see like just, okay, there's seven students tonight or there's 
four students tonight. And I understand when you see the fluctuation. Listen, don't I'm not that's somebody that 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 is probably under attack. They're not consistent. Why? Because they are under attack. They got more world than word. And with all of this world in them, let me tell you something. The enemy comes in and he runs roughshod over you. Because he's got you running, running after these worldly things. Come on, Holy Ghost. Thank you. Number five, I recognize by faith that the Holy Spirit has baptized me into the body of Christ. I recognize by faith that the Holy Spirit has baptized me into the body, into the body of Christ. Come on, let's go here real quick. The word. One, Corinthians uh, 12, 13. For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body. Yes, you was baptized in the water. You're baptized in the spirit. And you got to let the spirit rule. Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to do what? Drink into the Spirit. That's 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 13. That's 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 13. Listen to this. Easy to read. Some of us are Jews and some of us are not. Some of us are slaves and some of us are free. But we were all baptized to become one body through one spirit. And we were all given the one spirit. See, when you're praying, you're praying. Listen, there's no way that you can have all against your brother. God was giving us the secret. If you love me and then connect to your brother, well, how should I connect to him? I mean, uh, how, how close? I, he said connect to him like he's you. You can't talk about your brother. You can't murmur. Why would you murmur some craziness about yourself? You know something, but you know, I'm sick anyway. I'm stupid anyway. I ain't got much sense anyway. I'm 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 a sinner anyway. That's what we say about our brothers and sisters. God's saying, listen, if you really want to see the effectiveness in the spirit, stop talking about one another. Stop downing one another. Stop setting traps for one another. Get connected to one another. Pray for one another. Be the body of Christ. You're all baptized into one body. All right? Watch this. You're sealed in the Holy Spirit. Sealed in the Holy Spirit. This is still under number five. Look at Ephesians. Going back to Ephesians. Okay? And then we're going to look at 1, 13, and 14. 1, 13, and 14. And whom ye also trusted after ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that ye believed ye were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance unto the redemption of the purchased possession. Unto the praise of his glory. Come on, y'all know where I'm going. I'm going right to that easy to read. Verse number 13. It is the same with you. You heard the true, the true message, the good news, about the way God saved you. When you heard that good news, you believed in Christ. I, I think there's some of our challenges right there. Because when we heard it, we understood it, we knew it, but I don't know if we really believed. God put his special mark on you by giving you the Holy Spirit that he promised. The Spirit, do you have the Holy Spirit? Yes, I got it. Why? Be how do you know it? Because the Word says so. The key is you got to have it by faith. You got to know it. When you operate, you got to know that the Holy Spirit's in you, that the Holy Spirit is helping you, the Holy Spirit is quickening you. Watch this. It said it sealed you. That's Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13 and 14. It anoints me for life. It anoints me for life. 
Here's the next one. It anoints me for life. Let's look at Acts chapter. Hold on. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. You got to understand all that you have, you got to speak it to yourself, and then you got to pray in that power. You got to pray in the knowledge that you have. Operate in the knowledge, operate in the knowledge that you have. And if the enemy is stealing it away because that seed, you were wayside soil. When that seed was sown, you let it slip away. Listen, you got to learn to get yourself ready for the word. Listen, you sat there and ate dinner before Bible study. Guess what? You half sleepy. You got it. Got the got the. Uh, <laughs> you got the phone laying on the bed. You gonna listen to the Bible study after you finish eating and got the phone on speaker laying in the bed beside you. And guess what? You ready? I'm not not ready to go to sleep. You going to sleep and then you wake up and realize, oh Lord, what I didn't miss. Well, my name was on the roll. My 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 phone was registered and I can say I was. Listen, it's about you applying what you know. Not just knowing, but applying. It says faith without works. Come on. You will tell people, I'm, I'm going back to the easy to read, you will be my witnesses. You will tell people everywhere about me in Jerusalem, in the rest of Judah, in Samaria, and in every part of the world. So that's Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Listen, you anoint, anointed me for life and service. For life and service. Here we go. Seek to lead me. Here's the next one. Seek to lead me into a deeper walk with Jesus Christ. Lead me into a deeper walk with Jesus Christ. Romans, help me, Holy Ghost. Forgive me, Lord. Romans, chapter 8, 11. I'm not reading them all. Let me see how much time. Oh, I got time. 11 to 16. Watch this. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwells in you. His spirit that dwells in you. you got to operate from that standpoint. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live after the flesh. For if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye live through the spirit... Do if I'm sorry, but if ye through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. So these affirmations, when you start to pray, when you start to adore him, when you start to recognize, when you start to know your power and operate in your power, you are speaking this to yourself over and over again. If you don't speak it to yourself, somebody's got the testimony. I have not been speaking to myself. I Listen, I've got some external communications going on, but it ain't coming out my mouth. I'm not saying these things out of my mouth. I got some internal communications going on, but it's not me meditating on something that I've learned. It's a voice inside of me, like uh, uh, in Romans, uh, I believe it's chapter 7, when, he, when, when Paul writes about there's another member dwelling in my member. There's something else going on inside of me, and it ain't God. You've got to learn to speak to yourself the affirmation so then your prayer, your praise, it has power because you're speaking in knowledge. You're speaking in understanding. All right? Let's get this last one down. And I recognize by faith. 
Mm-mm-mm-mm. Did I give you that scripture? Yes, I did. Do this one. No, no, no. Before we move on to number six, write this one down. Feel and to feel. Not only do you walk led, not only does he lead you into a deeper walk with Jesus Christ, Romans chapter eight, eleven through sixteen, and to fill my life with himself. That's Ephesians chapter five, verse eighteen. Ephesians chapter five, verse eighteen. Okay, and I, and you read that at your leisure because I got to move on. Um, last one, I recognize by faith, number six, that only God can deal with sin, and only God can produce holiness of life. I recognize only God can deal with sin. Excuse me. Some of us are trying to deal with our sin. Some of us are beating ourselves up. You can't get past your sin. Matter of fact, the enemy doesn't have to bring your sin up. You do. No, no, no. It's honestly, it's you. You've got good recall of your sin. you got such a recall on your sin, you look at your sin, good God Almighty, you look at your sin through a magnifying glass. Help us, God. You literally magnify your sin. Not only do you magnify it, but you regurgitate it. So even after it's gone, you bring it back up again. You've got to learn, this is what the affirmation is all about, that you learn to bring up the things of righteousness, that the righteousness might overwhelm the unrighteousness. All right? Let's close out with this. Let's close out with this. I confess that in my salvation, my part was only to receive him and that he dealt with my sin and saved me. I confess that in my salvation, my part was only to receive him and that he dealt with my sin and saved me. Now I confess that in order to live a holy life, I can only surrender to his will and receive him as my sanctification. Mm, 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 mm. What scripture? Here we go. Another one of my, I, well, I, you know, I love the whole Bible. But Galatians chapter 2. Oh, not, not, not. Okay, hold on. Here we go. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Galatians chapter 2, look at verse number 20, and we're going to close out with that. It says, and I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, not I, nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. Of, by the Son of God, whom loved me and gave himself for me. So why are you dying? Why are you killing yourself? Why are you beating yourself up when Christ died for your sin? I recognize God is Christ. God God can deal with my sin. God is the only one that can deal with my sin and can produce what? Holiness. I'm telling you, I speak it to myself over and over again. I go to sleep. I'm trying to tell you. I go to sleep sometimes. I am the righteousness. And the holiness of God in Christ Jesus. I am the holiness and the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am the holiness and the the holiness and the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am the holy. When I say I am, I'm recognizing the Spirit of God that dwells in me, and that I'm pleading with God. If I'm struggling, I'm pleading. If I'm in strength, when I'm working in knowledge, I'm speaking. I'm coming boldly. 
because I know I am the holiness and the righteousness of God, that his spirit is going to overwhelm me. And it's getting to the point now where the enemy has again got to try these tricks, these tactics, sending people to call, trying to get me distracted. He's going to send them. You can't get all distracted. You can't. Listen, I want to talk to you about my distractions. So see, I had all these distractions and this distraction and this distraction. Well, what do you expect? What do you expect? You're getting closer to God. Higher levels, more devils. To whom much is given, much is required. You get closer to God, you're getting closer to the warfare. There was a tactic that, that David said when, when um, he was sending Uriah to the, to the war, he says, let me say, tell you something. When you take him, take him close up by the wall where the, people, where the battle is hot. When you're having warfare, let me tell you, there's certain parts of the war that's not that hot. But then there's certain folks where the enemy, listen, you got hand-to-hand combat. You're getting close up by the wall where the battle is hot. He says, and then y'all pull back and leave him out there. Sometimes you feel like you're being left in the hot part of the battle, and God is trying to tell you, you have been equipped to be where you are. Good God Almighty. You have been equipped to be where you are. Now you know what he's saying? Fight. After you've done all the stand, stand. Having your loins girded about with truth. Having on the breastplate of righteousness, the sword of the spirit, the helmet of salvation, your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, and having the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Fight. How do you do it? Stand. Don't let the enemy run over you. God, we thank you for all your words. We thank you for the power of your word. We thank you for a mighty word brought from your word. Have your way in the midst of us, O oh God. Have your way. Let your will be done in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Thanks to God. I'll talk to you next week. Uh, it is the 19th uh, on the 26th. God willing, I'll talk to you on the 26th. Have a good evening. <laughs>